welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. So an edict has gone out. Um, one of the re- ways it started is Mordecai would not bow to Haman. Haman's really angry about it. He gets the king's blessing, basically his signet ring. The king wasn't really paying attention. Haman sends this edict out, just a little edict saying we're going to kill all the Jews. Note to self. I'm like, really? This giant edict goes out across in different languages. Across, across all the, the Persian Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is big. Big. Very yeah. It's bigger than the United States, clearly. Mm-hmm. I looked that up. 120 provinces from end to end. It is um, 2,750 miles east to west at the farthest point. And then approximately 1,050 miles north to south at the furthest point. So that's about the size of the United States. Yeah, because aren't we about 2,000 miles from side to side? Yeah. 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 And that's... The lower 48. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Says the girl who lived in Alaska. Yes. Yes. The lower 48. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted. So yeah, big... No, no, you're doing great. But it's really important to note, and by the way, that was huge for that time period Mm -hmm. to be able to hold all of that land. Yeah. yeah, that was a big deal. And then imagine the process of disseminating all that information right. in all mm-hmm. the different. Think about the different, however many different languages there are spoken in the United mm-hmm. States between the dialects and the English and the Spanish and the French and the German. I mean, mm-hmm. all of it. And yeah. then having to have it all written out by hand mm-hmm. and then having to deliver it all on foot or horse or camel or whatever it was you were using for your transportation. I Pretty mean, that's huge. A huge yeah. endeavor. Yeah. I think that's part of why it was um well they did roll the dice to find out, but a year away was because they needed that time to, to send prepare all that that edict to the farthest points. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that this what went down we're gonna learn about with Esther and everyone, mm-hmm. that that was pretty closely so that they had a lot of time to get to the people and say, no Oh, I just right. gave it away. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So we've had the edict. Mordecai has talked to Esther and um, said, hey, for such a time as this, you've been born. If you think you're getting out of this, you're not, and your family's not. Mm-hmm. So step it up. Kind of, that's what he said. Okay, you can read the real scripture okay. now, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rosemary uh, interpretation. Translation. Yeah. Translation. <laughs> Okay, so Esther 4, 4, 15 through um, chapter 5, verse 8 from the NIV. Uh, and so the, the last line was, and who knows, but you've come to your royal position for such time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. If I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne in the hall, facing the entrance. When he 
saw Queen Esther standing in the court, he was pleased with her and held out to her the gold scepter that was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. Then the king asked, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom it will be given you. If it pleases the king, replied Esther, let the king, together with Haman, come today to a banquet I have prepared for him. Bring Haman at once, said the king, so that we may do what Esther asks. So the king and Haman went to the banquet Esther had prepared. As they were drinking wine, the king again asked Esther, Now, what is your petition? It will be given you. And what is your request? Even up to half the kingdom it will be granted. Esther replied, My petition and my request is this. If the king regards me with favor, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come tomorrow to the banquet I will prepare for them. Then I will answer the king's question. Okay. All right. So, so going back to the beginning of that passage, let's kind of work through it that way. Okay. So Esther has said to Mordecai, okay, I receive what you have said. I understand what's going on. Now it's time to put things into action. Mm-hmm. And so she says to him, go out and get all the Jews, gather up together fast. And she doesn't say this, but this means fast and pray. Okay. So because fasting um, was accompanied by prayer mm-hmm. typically, especially for the three-day mark. Okay. So she's like, gather all the people. Yeah, how could the king have not known about this? Yeah, that's a good You question. have uh, people fasting and animals fasting for three days. Mm-hmm. Wait, and animals? Mm-hmm. No, no, not the animals. I'm going to mix that up with something else. It was, um, it was during the Jesse tree that we. I remember read that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, not so. The, just the was, people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not. They're not only fasting, but they're not drinking either. I know, no food or drink, or drink. day or night. Because sometimes they well, would fast from sun up to sundown. Yeah, but right. the three days isn't necessarily as we think of three full days. I read somewhere it is like for a part of the first day, all of the second day, and a portion of the third of the day. third day. So it's not three complete, you know, like days. Yeah, uh, what is it? Seventy-two hours. Yeah, yeah. So like That's, from sundown. The first day, all of the second day, mm-hmm. till sundown of the next day, maybe something like that. I don't know. I just think Either if I were eating or drinking for three days, I'd be awfully thirsty. Yeah, yeah. thirsty would be the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd be in a we'd be in a big. Imagine a whole population of people not eating or drinking for three days, mm-hmm. and you're you will be weakened. Absolutely. Um, You will not be able to perform your normal work and duties like Mm -hmm. you normally would, especially, you know, come day three. So this would be Be a pretty big deal. People would notice this for sure. Mm -hmm. Even if you're only fasting for a portion of the day, increasingly, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to affect your functioning. Hangry people. That's right. Very angry. What if Christians did that for three days? Yeah. Mm -hmm. People would know about it. I think about Lent. I mean, that's mm-hmm, kind of a big mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Good Friday. A lot of people will fast yeah. on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. So that's tradition and we know about it, but what if that happened in like July? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is, to, the point of it is to focus on God and petition God for something, you know, for, for 
them obviously to be united in their petition for the king's favor for Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, while you're drawing into God, we still have our physical needs. That right. so, have you, any, any of you guys ever fasted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think fasting is a good practice um, because it does sort of focus you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time you feel a hunger pain, you can say, "Okay, Lord, this you know." This is what I'm asking for. I want you to know I'm serious about it. I'm, you know, I'm coming to you and I'm trusting in you to keep my body through this mm-hmm. and to hear my petition. Yeah, this wasn't done as like a dramatic thing. This was done as like a God. We're serious about it. We're it was serious, a discipline. Yeah. 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 How long? So about how long do people fast? How long have you fasted? Or, um, I think I've made a week. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, you know, I let myself drink, mm-hmm. whatever, um, but no solid food. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they can be different. You can look this up in the Bible. You can, mm-hmm. there's a lot of books even on fasting. Mm-hmm. I, I've been going for about 10 minutes now. <laughs> well, no, the, that is not the hardest fasting. part of me would be to think, okay, now I'll lose a little weight with this fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I have sad. to be really, I would have to be really careful not to. Focus on that, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that was not the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, sometimes that would creep in there and be like, "Okay, I can do this because it's like a double whammy, right?" Mm-hmm. It's a twofer. Right. A twofer. Right. <laughs> yep. Okay, it's an important thing. I guess I want to encourage people to consider that. Mm-hmm. It is a different way to approach God. I think what does happen, I have fasted for longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> when, when I've done it, initially it's very difficult. Is my, this is my experience, very difficult, because my thing's food, right? Yeah, I'm and foodie too. Yeah, and it's like, um, so every time going to God for that, every time asking Him, but then after a while there's this clarity that comes when I'm not so focused on the food, there's room for God to come. So I just, there is a purpose with fasting and it's very helpful and it's a, a way for us to just engage God in a different way. So, well, I think it points us if you take those three meal times, even mm-hmm. if you just did that and spent that half hour with God, that would change your walk a little bit. I really right. believe that. I think just specifically saying, okay, now instead of taking care of my body, I'm going to look to you um, to take care of my needs, to supply my needs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's quite a statement. And it's not just, it's something for ourselves to see that we are willing to do it. It shows um, the principalities and powers that are out there um, in the universe that we belong to God um, and that we are looking to Him, that He's our source for everything even for our daily bread. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a huge statement that gets made when we fast. Um, so I think fasting is particularly helpful if there's some spiritual battle that you're in um, because it's a very kind of tangible, it's a very noticeable, seeable um, commitment. And there are different ways and um, to fast. Mm-hmm. And it's not... <clears throat> pardon me, always fasting from food. It might be fasting for a time mm-hmm. from something. From uh, television or, or yeah, yeah I mean, you can something, fast from anything. Yeah. Anything that you think has a hold on you. Right. Or that's pretty important pretty to, important you. to yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Well, so, when my daughter was pregnant, um, 
she was having a hard time. She had a really hard pregnancy. And about her second month, I think, I um, I just said to the Lord that I'm fasting for her pregnancy, for her health, and for safe delivery and everything. And I'm fasting from Diet Coke. Yeah. Because I, I mean, like your Diet I Coke. I love my... Yeah. Um, so I did. I fasted the whole rest of her pregnancy from it. And I'm not, I never went back to it because it's really not good for you anyways. But um, I felt it. But it was something that I was happy to do yeah. to pray for her for that pregnancy. Yeah. And I guess keep in mind, we have a, a friend who did something similar. Her son had brain cancer. She fasted from chocolate. Yeah. He died. So her fast was certainly, what it did is it it didn't resolve her request, although I guess we could look at it this way. Her request was, um, I guess I have to talk to her a little more clearly about it, but to heal him from his cancer. And he was healed, just not this side of heaven Yeah, was a piece of that. But um, she was able to be with God through that process in such a different way because this is what she chose to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a way to manipulate God. It's oh, a no. real important thing. It, it, but it, it's more of a way for us to connect with Him mm-hmm. as opposed to Him granting what we want. Right. Yeah. That would be a way to see that. So this is something Esther was requesting. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need to get in the presence of God, everybody. Yeah. So it's a big deal, too, to do it just sing, just alone, but then to do it corporately. Mm-hmm. Right, it's solidarity Yes, is what that is. We're all coming together as one mm-hmm. to petition for the same thing. I think that's power. I think that is very powerful. The whole nation was at risk, so the whole nation yeah. came together and prayed and fast. So imagine how this affected other people in the nation, too. Mm. Honestly, if I were to see the Jewish people fasting for something, mm-hmm. I know I'm not called to that fast necessarily, but part of me would go, I'm going to join them in this. They are God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. And what and just to be maybe not fasting the time I don't know it would depend on what it looks like but just to go God show me what you want me to do in response to this that had to affect the people around them too but these people didn't believe in the same God right I was just kind of talking about me in the United States oh, but yeah. you're right yeah yeah so like what are they doing right so now they're they've been called to be ended. Mm-hmm. As a nation. To be annihilated. To be annihilated. Oh, that's such yeah. a strong word. So as a people group, they are now going to be annihilated. But then on top of it, now they're all in sackcloth and ashes and fasting and praying. So now they're the weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, they're like the guy about, on the corner with the cross over his yeah. shoulder or the sandwich board. Yeah. yeah. But. <laughs> Sandwiches coming out of the cross. And you get a sandwich and you get a sandwich. That would be the ultimate insult right, right. now, wouldn't it? <laughs> Except remember yeah. in, in VeggieTales, it's like, make me a, a sandwich. sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, um, but I think when they were doing this, they typically did not fast and mourn like out in public. They stayed home, right? Like and did these things privately? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I mean, Mordecai was in sackcloth and ashes at the gate. I guess that's true. So I think that they, they went about doing whatever, you know, they had to go to work and stuff, I'm sure. Uh, they went about doing their normal stuff. They just went about it 
In sackcloth and ashes. So what a witness. I remember a few um, episodes ago, we were talking about, what would you do? I'm out of here. Me, mm-hmm. I'd move my tent like 25 yeah. feet <laughs> yeah. towards the gate. Mm-hmm. What the, the Jews chose to do, though, was stand in prayer mm-hmm. and fasting and sackcloth. And what a witness that and is. And make themselves mm-hmm. very conspicuous. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you didn't know I was Jewish before... You know it now. Which would be the opposite. It's like, I I don't necessarily want people to know I'm Jewish. If they're going to kill all the Jews, I may look a little different. Right. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they stood like that is really amazing. Well, it's it's like I said about, I wrote in my notes about Esther, you know, and she said, if I perish, I perish. And I thought, well, can't hurt. I'm already as good as dead. If I don't do it, I'm dead. I might as well at least give it a try. Mm Mm-hmm. What a turning point for them, you know, for for her to be like, I, I can't go to him. I haven't been called to him in 30 days. Like, I'm not in his favor right now, so what am I doing? And then she's like, well, if I perish, I perish. Yeah. You know? And I think sometimes when we finally come to that realization... Where it's like, I can get a, I can get all worked up about it, and I can be, you know really anxious and whatever, but it's not going to do any good. Mm-hmm. And that that affects the people that are around you too. And it, mm-hmm. it changes the outlook. Um, we had a big event this last weekend that we did concessions for. Mm-hmm. And um, people were very worried that we were going to run out of something and that, you know, we were... There was any because you can't you just can't prepare well for things like that. You can't predict the patterns that people are going to follow to you know buy. Mm-hmm. Who who knows how much broccoli cheese soup people are going to buy from one year to the other? So, you know. Um, anyway, there were some concerns that maybe we were going to run out of something, or what are we going to do if we run out of it? And I'm like, if we run out, we run out. They should have gotten here earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. We're mm-hmm. not going to get worked up about it. We can get in a tizzy, but it's not going to do any good. It's not going to change anything. So yeah. we're just not going to worry about it. And mm-hmm. we're going to say, you know, I'm so sorry. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And the people around me, once I said that, were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. No, I'm probably sure. I, I'm probably sure. I'm sure that some people are probably like, she didn't even care. And we really should have been worried I about it. She and this seriously. Yeah, she's just blowing <laughs> everything off. We could have sold more broccoli soup. Right. <laughs> right. You know, but it was, it made things far more relaxed and people were able to enjoy things more mm-hmm. and people were able to kind of realize that, okay, this is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So I think for Esther, it very definitely is the end of her world, mm-hmm. but be, yeah. she's like, so I got, I have to do this mm-hmm. and I, let's just go. Yeah. What do you think the people around her, how do you think the people around her were affected by that? By the fact that she's just like, eh, if I perish, I perish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it, it probably affected them the way uh, it did with the people around you. It yeah. does have a calming effect. A calming those effect. few who... Yeah. Are just not going to be calm anyway. No yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, your demeanor just put a nice yeah. little... I think when the person in charge stays calm, mm-hmm. that, that does filter down to everybody else. So if Esther's not worried, why should we be worried? You know, yeah, it'll be okay. 
Whatever happens. I mean, surely Mordecai was running back and forth saying, okay, Esther said if she perishes, she perishes. She's, she's doing it. She's doing it, yeah. You know? Yeah. Throw those ashes on. Let's go. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, so, there were a lot of examples um, in the homework that we had mm-hmm. um, about other people who had sort of said the same thing. Um, so in Daniel, there were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were my like one of my favorite Bible stories as a kid. Um, and they're thrown into a fiery furnace. And they basically say, you know, if our God saves us, he saves us. If he doesn't, we're not bowing down and worshiping mm-hmm. an idol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, it's not the only time when um, the disciples were called before the Sanhedrin and told not to speak about Jesus after he had been killed. Um, they said, well, psh, we're not going to stop talking about Jesus. I mean, we're just not going to do that. So I, I think it's important for us to realize that, um, you know, God is in control. And if we're asked to do something, then we've got to trust Him that it'll be okay. You know, I think when you're younger, that's harder. You know, at 62, it's a lot easier. I've I've had my kids. I've got a grandbaby. I've... You know, I've got less years ahead of me than I have behind me. So now I can kind of say, okay, Lord, I'm ready. (laughs) If I perish, I perish. perish. Yeah. Heaven tomorrow. Heaven tomorrow. You know what? I've been sitting here quiet, and it's like something was bugging me. I know. And it was like it was bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. And it's like I don't know that they're saying, oh, well. I think they're saying, this is my path. I am choosing God. Mm-hmm. This is my deliberate peace. And that, that was helpful when you're talking, Angie, about Daniel and mm-hmm. the, and the um, disciples. There's the hall of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, There's multiple people in the Bible that were in some pretty bad places, mm-hmm. and they made choices yeah. to deliberately follow God. And then once we're on that path, then it's the calm mm-hmm. and the relax. It's like that was the, the peace, because this is evil. It yeah. is. This is yeah. flat-out evil. Yeah. And, We've been very flippant with the if right. I perish, I perish. Surely she was not like, oh well, oh, you know, no, that's, sure she that's her reckoning right. of like, okay, God, this is what you have for me. Right. right. So I'm just gonna do it yeah. and your will be done. Yeah. You know, we very yeah. flippantly are saying, no, if I but, perish, I perish. But, but even thinking when you're faced with that, I'm thinking the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. They took actions, there were hiding, there were people leaving, there were mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. but it's like Wherever I am, I'm depending on God. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I keep thinking about Haman. Yeah. And we talked last week about the Schoden, Schadenfreude. Yeah. Which I talked to my husband about Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude. is like shame. Mm-hmm. And Freud um, is happy. So it's like, I'm really happy about your shame. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. wow. yeah. He goes, wow, that's a word I've never heard that. Well, so. people closely align Schadenfreude. With Hitler. Oh, yeah. And okay. Haman is very... Very much like a Very Hitler. much like Hitler. Yeah. Okay, start with exterminating the Jews. That's one thing. Right. But not just that. And we'll probably even talk further about his character and who he is. Right. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree. So, so they've made this choice to, to be with God yeah. mm-hmm. and to follow his way. And then no that's what. where it's like, yeah, I don't have to deal with all that other stuff. So I don't have to be upset. I don't have to worry if we sell enough broccoli soup. We're good. Right, yeah. We're going to put on the sackcloth and ashes and we're going to move this way. Yeah. So that's when that comes in. Thanks. It, it yeah. was just, uh, I was just sitting there going, mm-mm, mm-mm. like I couldn't, 
put my finger on what was going on with it. And not so much with what we were saying, but trying to understand the reaction of the Jews. Our initial reaction, we all thought, we're out of here. Yeah. Except for you, you were going to have a party and hang out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I was kind of, both of them, I'd have a party that would just move <laughs> towards the gates. <laughs> but, but their reaction was to trust God and stand. Mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. How convicting is that? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we're ready to pack up and okay, leave. Okay, we're out. <laughs> Rosemary is like, they're trusting God. And they're Oops. staying there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, come to the Faithless Citrus Party tent. It might move, but you'll find us. We're we're only 25 yards that way. So Esther has this has this kind of come to Jesus for lack of a better term. <laughs> That's a good, yeah. you know, um, come to pre Jesus. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. So um, then she says, "Okay, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to go to the king, and we'll see what happens here." Mm-hmm. And so she gets dressed in her finery, um, in her royal robes. Can you imagine how she's feeling? Because she knows she's walking down the hall, and this is make or break right here. The reception that she receives is make or break. What do you think she was thinking? Anybody? Well, I I think she was afraid, but I think she, when she put on her royal, took off her sackcloth and her, you know, her prayer uh, garb. And put on those royal robes and her crown, and she put on, I think, whether she felt it deep in her heart, I think she put on confidence mm-hmm. and held up her her head, mm-hmm. chin high, walking into it, and I presented herself in the hall. Here, I'm your chosen queen. Don't forget, you chose me. Look at me. I'm beautiful. Just want to say hey. <laughs> <laughs> Come on to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't talked to you in thirty days. 30 days. Yeah. Gotta you know, missing you, <laughs> I'm gonna look so good when you chop my head off. <laughs> <laughs> and chopping the head off is a part of this whole thing. Uh, I was reading mm-hmm. again, and around the king's throne, you know, Haman would be there, probably his right hand man mm-hmm. or whatever. Some servants and the guys with the axes, Ooh. so that if the king is not pleased, off with your eye, off with your head, like Ooh. now, like now, now. So she, oh, Terry, uh, I'd hate to be the janitor in the king's court. Yeah, mm. you know, I did think a little bit about that. Kind of like, hey, it's been thirty days. I'm mm-hmm. missing you. I mean, I think she appealed to the king on every level. Come yes. and eat. But hey, I've been missing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do think she, um, she was led to use all of the tools yeah. at her disposal. And I know you like to have your buddy Haman. Yeah, bring so him. come on, bring him right. too. Well, yeah. she goes to him very humbly and says, yeah. "If it pleases the king mm-hmm. to grant my request," yeah. and you know, yeah, maybe she's batting her <laughs> Terry's fluffing her hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but she, she says just. Just come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just come and do this. Come just come dinner. and have dinner. Yeah. I've prepared a banquet. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's my question. Why didn't you just ask him right there in front of everybody? Why two banquets? Because there's going to be another one coming. Mm-hmm. Right, because they come to the banquet, and then he says, what's your request? And she says, my request is for you to come again tomorrow. Come again. Yeah. Is it tomorrow? Oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. yeah, just come again. 
So my, I have a theory. Okay. And it's because, one, she hasn't seen him in 30 days. And so if you have not seen somebody in a month because they haven't summoned you, and then you show up and you say, hey... Just a heads up, we're all going to lose our heads. Mm-hmm. Can you do something about that? The king's going to be like, what? Yeah. Is that why you I mean, invited me here? Right. Like yeah. That's kind of right in the middle of, I mean, that's a big fat smack in the face of mm-hmm. a reality check. And so... So like, maybe build relationship again? To, yeah. yeah. To, I yeah. think just to reestablish that mm-hmm. connection. Um. There's a joke that says, you know, um, a man was out of town and his neighbors were taking care of the cat and he comes home and he says, well, how's the cat? And the neighbor goes, oh, your cat's dead. And he's like, couldn't you have, like, I've been talking to you while we've been gone on vacation. Couldn't you have eased me into this? Like said, you know, oh, well, the cat got out. Oh, well, the cat's on the roof. Oh, well, the cat fell off the roof. And then like, oh, the, the, you know, whatever. And the neighbor says, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll keep that in mind later. So then the guy goes out of town again. Again, and then um, he calls and says, you know, well, how are things going? And he said, well, your mom's on the roof. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, you know, like you kind of ease into things before you drop <laughs> the bad news. So maybe this is, my theory is that this is her way of easing, easing him it. into things yeah. before she drops the bomb. Yeah. Which is, again, my, pretty wise. Go it's ahead. My theory is that she is building anticipation. Mm. She's inviting me. She looks good. She has all his favorite foods made. Mm-hmm. Lets his buddy come over, and he can't help but just be thinking, "What? What is it? What is she? What is she thinking? What is her request?" And mm-hmm. and I think his desire for her is growing at the same time. So mm-hmm. I think you add one more night onto that, and uh, by the next day, you know he's enjoyed himself so much the first night that he cannot wait to go the second time. Yeah. Was Haman with at the first one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Haman was invited <laughs> to both. Don't. Okay, so thinking on that theory, why did Haman get to come to the second one, man? <laughs> That's <Yeah>. the plan. <laughs> well, to the banquet, not oh, necessarily, okay, banquet. you know, to the after, after party. party. <laughs> So those make sense, and I, I get why I didn't get it. Yeah. I, I'm like a Mack truck. Boom. Yeah, this is it. that didn't. This is what. We, sorry, I hit the table. <laughs> well, that makes sense. It does. And yeah, that's kind of where we land for mm-hmm. the um, for this passage. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for the next banquet in our next passage. This covers our first banquet. Mm-hmm. So either fast, this is something to consider and think about, Mm -hmm. or have a banquet. (laughs) Or have a banquet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from one end to the other, right? Yeah. 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 How ironic. Isn't that crazy? That is. There's a lot of um, dichotomy in this chapter, or in this this book. Yeah, you know, um, just reading the book of Esther alone, just if you read it as a story, has a lot of really good literature points and um, the way it's been built. And mm. it's it's really fascinating to me. It's really fun. If we were not, as Christian women who have been in church and studied the Bible for years, if we weren't familiar with the story and we didn't know what was coming, you know, it, I 
like if, as an adult reading, mm-hmm. adult woman maybe reading this for the full, first time, it'd be like, holy smokes, this, you know, like, wow, <laughs> yeah. this is really It's intriguing. a page turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and it is, and this... Um, you know, is written as literature. Yes. Right. This right. book is. Right. So it has both. It, it, it is literature and it's also a history book because they can come back and point to right. a mm-hmm. king at yeah. this point and, and what was happening with Persia. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all right. Okay. Well, I think we're ready to branch onto the next um, banquet in our next episode. Okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Find out what happens. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. Well, does somebody want to pray us out today? Sure. Great. Lord, we're so thankful for your word. Um, I just, I love studying it. I love learning about it. I love hearing different opinions. And I love um, how the anticipation is building in me, if reading this anew, what's going to happen next, um, and how you put your fingerprint on every single um, bit of this story. And we're just thankful, Lord, that you throw these things, have thrown these things into the Bible for us to not only learn from, but just enjoy the read as well. And I pray, Lord, that we will consider fasting uh, when we have our requests and just look forward to our next broadcast. We thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> <laughs>